you? I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of The Women With Fire. You are with your host, Michelle Gifford, and I am so thrilled to be sitting across from one of my good friends, Jamie Cook from Wander and Scout. Welcome, Jamie. Michelle, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so like honored that you would even think to interview me, so thank you. <laughs> of course I'm going to interview you. You're awesome. I want to tell you just a little bit about Jamie. She is the creative voice behind Wander and Scout on Instagram. Her love for adventure has led her to Africa, India, Italy, China, and even more exotic locations. But her greatest adventure of all has been raising her four babies. Her adventures are now a little closer to home, but no less exciting. She shares her adventures in motherhood, as well as family traditions, thoughts on motherhood, and tips and tricks to conquering your to-dos on her account, and uses her background in broadcast journalism as a regular on KSL Studio 5. Yes, I love seeing you on Studio 5. It makes me so happy. <laughs> and I love seeing you on Studio 5, now, Michelle. You've made a few guest appearances. I, I'm The goal is to be as cool as you on Studio 5 and be a regular. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's laughable. <laughs> but welcome, welcome. I really want to just kind of dive in, like, right now. Like, I want to know, tell me about Wander and Scout. I want to know why you call it Wandering Scout, how it got started, and everything. So, so lay it on me. Okay. <laughs> All right. My One of my many talents in life is not being succinct, so I'll try and keep it <laughs> short. But oh, So as you mentioned, my, my background is in broadcast journalism. I graduated with my degree from Brigham Young University. And after, uh, Dan and I got married in my last semester at BYU, and then Surprise! I was pregnant with a <laughs> baby um, a little bit sooner than expected, and so that degree that I had, I had been really passionate about it in the program. I kind of really quickly put it to the rest, and really for more than a decade, it was just um, dormant. And truly, I thought that I thought that was kind of like the end of it. I thought I wasn't ever going to be able to get back into being in front of a camera just because the nature of the industry is the type where you kind of have to move to a small town, Pocatello, Idaho, work at a news station and kind of build your way up. It's not really something that you get a shelf for 10 years and then revisit. So I thought that that was just dead and gone. And you know what? I was okay. I was mostly okay with that. I was thrilled to be a mom and I had Bryson and then we had three little girls after that to follow. We lived in San Francisco and we lived in Boston and I felt really fulfilled in living in these cool cities, adventuring with my kids. That was something that I felt really passionate about. And then my husband um, was in business school out in Boston and he was graduating and we were kind of, kind of both surprised to end up here in Utah. Dan's from New Hampshire, I'm from California, but he got a great job opportunity to move to Utah. So next thing you know, we moved to the suburbs of Salt Lake and 
we bought a stucco, big old stucco 1980 <laughs> house and a minivan and had our fourth baby here. And I honestly felt like I aged like a decade overnight. <laughs> that minivan like, will do it too. <laughs> that minivan, man. It's true. And the mortgage, gosh darn it. Um, but I think in moving here, I kind of felt, I don't know. I think I had a, like a little bit of a mini identity crisis um, because all of a sudden, you know, I was kind of living this very different life than I had been living as a mom for the previous 10 years. And I started feeling just like a yearning, like a stirring in my soul to, to do something more and or something different, something, something on the side, I guess, a little bit. And it was really like a little gnawing at my heart. And I, and I thought about, okay, well, what am I really passionate about? And I definitely felt passionate about exploring with my kids. That is my kind of, my favorite brand of motherhood is to just get out and explore with my kids and be in nature and see cool sights and, and, I'm not like I'm not so much like I get on the ground and play right next to my kids. Like I've never been the mom that's building Legos with my son, but I've always been the type that's like, let's you know, let's go for a hike, let's do this thing. And so that had been kind of in the back of my mind, like, oh, well, maybe I should start an account, an Instagram account about like local Utah adventures. And but then I very quickly was like, no. Okay, you're not be a blogger. You're not like an influencer. That is not you. And plus, who are you to do that? You know, like there's people who've lived in Utah their whole lives. You just moved here a few years ago. Like you're not an expert and all these kind of negative voices. And what will people think if I start that? You know, all these kind of voices in my mind. And, and so I kind of it was just, it was percolating in the back of my mind for a year, but I would kind of shove it to the side. Then at the same time, here I had moved back to Utah, and some of my my classmates from my broadcast journalism program at BYU were doing really awesome things right here in the Salt Lake market, and they were moms, and they were able to work just you know a few hours a month doing stuff on camera, and I was like, well, gosh darn it, you know, like. Yes, I really missed my chance to do that. I, I kind of feel envious that they get to do both right now. And I should mention that Brooke Walker, who is the host of Studio 5 um, on KSL, which is a local lifestyle show that's really popular here in the Salt Lake market, she's also the executive producer of the show. She was my classmate back at BYU. We even hosted a show together called Talk It Up Provo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if you have a chance to Google this. The pictures are worth it. I'm just Oh my gosh. It is like, (laughs) there is like no better blackmail material. It's just. It's really good. I'm just telling you. It is pretty funny. But so I was like, you know what? I am just going to, I was having a courageous day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to email Brooke. And I'm just going to say, you know, what are the odds that I get back into you know, broadcast journalism, like, you know, what are the odds? And in just, I just want to speak so highly about Brooke, about the way she is a champion for other women, because she wrote me back immediately. And she was like, Jamie, like, as soon as you are ready, we are ready to have you. And I think this, that industry can be one that's very competitive and sometimes catty. And 
like the example that Brooke shows just in being like, like I said, such a champion for women. I just can't speak highly enough about Brooke. So I get this email from her and she says, you just need a platform or like an, a, you know, a niche, um, to be sort of, you know, have an expertise in something. And immediately I was like, Oh, well, I've already thought of something, which is this adventure account. So I immediately wrote her back and I was like, yeah, what about this idea? And I just started it like that day I started it and the name Wander and Scout came to me really quickly and it just kind of embodied, you know, I just kind of imagined wandering through the mountains, wandering through groves of trees and scouting out cool spots with my kids. And so that's kind of, it came to me really quickly and Brooke had kind of said, you know, it, it usually, it, maybe, maybe in a year from now you'll be at a point where you'll be like ready to come on once you've built up your platform and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with the year. That's fine. And the next month I had all of 200 followers, Michelle. <laughs> You're ready. Your platform was built. Oh my gosh. It was just big time. And so Brooke ends up emailing me and she's like, Hey, are you ready to come on this month? And, um, and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when really in my heart, I was like, not ready yet, not ready yet. And that was an interesting lesson for me because I think you just got to like seize the moment when it's there. You don't get to like wait till the timing feels perfect and all the pieces fit perfectly. Sometimes in life when the opportunity arises, you just have to chase that down and go with it and kind of step out of your comfort zone for a little bit. And that was for sure what happened with Studio 5. And it's been kind of fun this whole time. So I've been doing it for almost three years now. And it's been kind of fun because I've I've gotten bigger and bigger like opportunities with that. And and it's still, let's be honest, it's still very small scale. But to me, it's big scale. Because to me, it's like I thought that that dream was dead and gone. And to have this opportunity again, like for me right now, is everything. Because to me, it's like, Heavenly Father was like, you know what, you, you kind of put your dreams on hold for a while, and you gave yourself, you know, gave everything to your family, and I had a plan for you all along. Like this was there, it was just simmering, you know. We were just like simmering on the back burner for a little bit, and we're now just like in like just barely above simmer. We're just bubbling <laughs> a little bit. It's still so small scale. But it feels like I've got my foot back in the door and other really cool and unique opportunities are coming my way because of this. And that's just been just such an unexpected, huge blessing in, in my life and in our family's life. Yeah, I think there's really like so much to unpack with that story because like because we talk a lot about the quest and all of these things that you're saying are very in alignment with that, like where you just had this nudge, right? You just have this feeling that you're thinking about and then you get this self-doubt come in and say, you know, I could never do that. My, I've missed my shot. But luckily, we live in a cool age where there are so many different opportunities like you know, you can broadcast and you don't have to have like a, I mean, you could broadcast on Facebook if you want, you know? Um, so your skills are so valuable right now, but then I love this idea of Brooke Walker being your mentor, right. And come in and like, give you, give you just a hand up because, because that is invaluable and it has to happen because she's gone before and she can see that she knows your skills and that you're awesome. (laughs) Right. Like, and so there's just so much about that. And so 
like right now you have like 13, 14,000, right? On Instagram and you're, um, on studio five, but are you making a million dollars? I mean, we just talked to Katie Richardson (laughs) last week and she is a multimillionaire and I love it. Like, and she is, she's killing it. But one of the things that like, I'm like, I am not close to being a millionaire right now, (laughs) right now, obviously. Um, and so so I want to know, like, tell us kind of the behind the scenes of that. Like, how are you, how are you doing that kind of part of your business? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because can you even call it a business? I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm making like little to no money right now, but in all honesty, that's, it's really not even my motivation right now. I'm not really driven by money right now. I'm more driven by the opportunity and the fulfillment that I get from connecting with other women right now and some of these cool unexpected side opportunities that have come up because of the Instagram. And I think it's, I think it's just so interesting. Like you can think, you know what God's plan is for you. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea. And I think I felt like, I just don't think that Instagram and these little squares and these little boxes with these little pretty pictures is the end all be all. I think it's just a, a launching point and for other opportunities that are bigger or better or more interesting. And that's just been happening lately. There's just been a few things that have popped up that have been super cool projects that right now I'm I'm, it's it's still in somewhat confidential mode because I, I can't talk too specifically about it, but I was approached about helping with a company that's going to be kind of like, think the, um, the Uber or the Airbnb of service, sort of um, a platform that's going to connect people who want to do service with service opportunities. And they reached out to me about doing some of their on-camera work for their kind of being the face of this company and anything could happen with that 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 might that may turn out to be something big and huge or it might totally fall flat but just like just the opportunity for now is so cool and exciting and inspiring for me because again it's it's that seeing the lord's hand working through all of these little details and i still don't know where things are going to go um, maybe, maybe I will make a million dollars someday. <laughs> well, I love this idea because right now you are focusing on just being a good influence. And also you're focusing on something that like lights you up. And there is so much, there is so much power in that, especially like as moms, like we need something, you know, that's ours and, yeah. and it's, and it's also a gift and talent that you had. And so, and have, and so you're saying, you know what? I am at a point where I can start using it. I'm not going to do this full time. I'm still mostly a mom, you know, all the time, but, yeah. but like I can start. And so I love the idea of just starting. I, and I also, you said you had a day of bravery and, <laughs> and, and usually that's all it takes is a moment of, okay, let's just send this email. Let's just see what happens. And so what advice would you give to a mom who is, who isn't looking to make her million, but maybe is just, just feels compelled to start being an influence. What is your advice to that woman? I say, just do it. I I say, just, if you're feeling that little nine, just do it and don't be scared. And honestly, like, I think it's super easy to go down this dark hole of worrying what other people are going to think when you do it. You know, I, 
for years, I, I, I loved photography and I kind of wanted to do a little photography business, but I did, I didn't because I was like, that's a stereotype being like a Mormon mommy photographer. Like I'm not going to do that. And guess what? The only one who lost out was myself <laughs> because of that. You know, like I was, I was too worried. And so I think whatever that feeling is just like going for it and taking that scary step in the, out of your comfort zone I think it's worth it. It is worth it. And one of the things that I love so much about your account is how you build other people up. You are always like highlighting other Instagrammers or podcasters and and really uh, providing a space where you are cheering women on and want them to feel like they're doing awesome. And And I want to know about that. Like I want to know how you – is that is that trait, is that skill something that you always had or have you acquired it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to two points there. I think one thing is back to the money thing. I think because I'm not super driven by money right now, I can have a more authentic voice on social media. And I think my audience knows that because they know I'm just genuinely sharing what I really truly love and that there's no ulterior motives. And that's not to say, I mean, Certainly, I'll have advertising opportunities here or there, but I think that I want. I, I, it's so important to me that I am a trusted, authentic voice. That I only really want to work with brands that would like support what I really already believe in, if that makes sense. So that's one. So that's one side of it. What was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> You're just so great at cheering people on. So oh. I want to know, like, like how oh, that yeah. comes about, because I think that's the trap with Instagram right? Is that, yeah. is it we're comparing, but I don't feel ever feel that way on your account. Cause you're always bringing people in, building them up. Well, I'm so glad that that's, that, that, that is your impression of what I'm doing doing that means a lot to me, Michelle. I really appreciate that. It's been interesting because I, I don't, I don't think I was always that way. Um, I think that it was me thrusting myself into this arena and, recognizing that certain people who were even people close to me, some were like totally in my camp cheering me on and that meant the world to me. And then there was others, even people close to me that wanted to find fault or nitpick or, you know, just kind of criticize or withdraw praise a little bit. And that like has really hurt, you know, and it's, it's definitely taught me something that I never could have learned if I hadn't have thrust myself in this arena, which is why not just cheer other women on? Why not? And I think there is an inclination to be like, well, she looks like she has it all going for her. Really? She's not that happy or yeah, but she is a nanny or yeah, this isn't really authentic or she seems fake. She's not really like that. You know, there's all this talk that I hear all the time. I heard the, I was at a, ironically like a, a meeting that was supposed to be encouraging other moms. It was like a mom's group. And one of the women was criticizing a, a, a influencer type for not being on the PTA. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not on the PTA. And I just sat there with my jaw dropped to the floor. Like, I think there's this invitation to just criticize people who put themselves out there. And I absolutely, I absolutely was in that camp of being more critical before I joined this little arena. And now knowing what it feels like to just put yourself out there, I'm like, 
how does it hurt me to just cheer other women on? Like, it doesn't. Everyone benefits by just, like, extending love and praise, and I want to be that kind of person. And, and I wish I was always that kind of person, but I, I don't think I was. But this has taught me so much. Well, it's actually encouraging because it means that I can be better because you, you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you did this. So um, do you have any, like, real tips for this? Because, or is, like, how do we change our mind about this? Like, when we're scrolling through Instagram and we're looking at people's lives and a lot of times the best version of people's lives, like, is there inner dialogue going on that, you know, I think probably now it's pretty natural for you, but like, is there, like, how do we shift our mind? Ooh, that's, oh, that, this could be a whole podcast. (laughs) I think there's a lot, there's like, this is multifaceted. I think for one thing, I think when we get on social media, we have to be aware of what we're getting on for. Like, why am I checking my phone right now? What, what is my emotional state right now? And usually, usually I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty good on social media. It doesn't, the only things that really get to me are like people's freaking amazing rock hard abs, like two months postpartum. I'm like, (laughs) that's my Achilles heel when it comes to social media. But I feel like it's so important to, to know what your Achilles heel is when it comes to social media. Does it real? And, and I've had so many conversations with friends about this and it's interesting because everyone has a different like pressure point, something that really gets to them or hurts them in some way. And I was, I was on a girl's trip and we were talking about it. It was interesting because every single one of us had a different one. One girl, it was people who like, you know, have money because they were in a financial straights at the time. Another one was ironically, one of my friends was having marital problems. And she said it when people, you know, post about their happy marriages. And uh, another friend said when people post about their kids being so successful, because one of her kids was really struggling in school. And the moral of the story is we all have different, different things that get to us, but it's not the per, it's not the fault of the person sharing. It's our own issues. And if we can acknowledge, okay, this is just I feel sad because I feel really sad because I can't lose my baby weight and my baby's three and a half years old and it's it's not that girl's fault that she's super skinny two months postpartum. <laughs> it is her I fault. I don't know why she has supposed <laughs> to put herself in a bikini holding her infant, but you know what? That's not that's that's not her problem. It's mine, right? And and so I think being our own best filter to just avoid you know avoid things that are going to be bring up those feelings for us is one thing. Secondly, I think just managing our time and again, understanding why we're using social media, you know, what is, what is the purpose behind what we're doing? I think is another big part of it. And third, I think it's really important to understand too, like a lot of accounts, it's, it's not even supposed to be real. So I think people are so offended that it's not real. It's like, it's a magazine folks. You know, just like you used to pick up a lifestyle magazine, Better Homes and Gardens and Beautiful Pictures, it's staged. It's supposed to be lovely and beautiful, and it's not It's not even trying to be real. So the, the, the people who have those accounts, they're the last ones laughing. Like, they're laughing their way to the bank, and they're just having, them, like, their own magazine here. We're the ones that are, like deceiving ourselves into even trying to pretend that that's reality because it's not and that's okay that it's not reality it's just pretty pictures and that's fine and you get to choose right you get to choose who you're following so like if you and I have like talked to 
my sisters about this. Like if there is someone that makes you feel like garbage just because of your pressure point, not because of who they are, you know, like maybe don't follow mm-hmm. that girl for a couple months until she's like, you know, been postpartum for a while and you can like let go of the rock hard abs, you know? <laughs> That's true. I think from the flip side, it's it's been interesting for me now that I am in this arena because you just don't I try I try so hard to share authentically. I really do. But like I said, you know, some people can still find anyone can still find fault. But I just to get personal here for a minute, I've always been like a pretty self assured person and I, I last year I don't think my confidence was has ever really been lower than it was. And it's kind of ironic because it came at a time when I've also never received more positive praise in my life, right? I have this account, a lot of really wonderful follower readers. I prefer to say readers than followers, but leaving really nice comments. And, and yet I kind of became almost like paralyzed with the fear of how other people might be interpreting the messages I was putting out, right? Because my entire purpose in having this account is to, like you said, try and build other women up, help them be their their best versions of moms in their own lives, whatever their skills or talents may be, pursuing those in motherhood. And I was just like eaten up inside at the thought that someone could look at a post that I did and think, oh, well, I'm not, I guess I'm not a good mom because I don't go in the mountains hiking with my kids. And I would just, I started like looking at myself from the lens of how other people might be seeing me or how, how my, uh, my message that I think is positive could be interpreted negatively for some women who maybe are feeling, having an insecure moment or having their own postpartum moment. And it's, it like it honestly it like it was like paralyzing to me and i was reading um that book by i think it's elizabeth gilbert big magic yeah which i liked okay there was some there was some good <laughs> there's good and bad there's good and bad <laughs> yeah but one thing she talked about was how it's it's your job like to create something and put it into the world but it's not your job to worry about how how other people are receiving the thing that you've created and hearing that really kind of helped me because I'm like you know what I know my intentions and what I'm putting out there and I know that they're good and I just need when I feel inspired to share a certain message or whatever it is I can put it out there and then just let it go and not obsess over how it's being received. And, and, and the majority of time, I think it's really, it's really positively received the majority of the time. But I always worry about that one mom who's like feeling blues, the blues and isn't, and it's not resonating with them. But, and now I'm just like, okay, that's not my job. And my job is just to create the thing I feel inspired to create. And that's helped me a lot to kind of release myself of that responsibility. Yeah, that actually, um, is going to help me too, because I, I think this is, this is a big pressure point for me in sharing things because like, you don't want to be that person that someone is on the other side of their phone, making them feel bad. And, but something that Lisa Funk said in her interview with us is that is something that really freed her from this is she just had to say, you know, I feel inspired to do this and the rest is in God's hands. And so Mm -hmm. like, I don't have ownership 
you know, I don't have to take that responsibility on because I'm just doing, you know, I'm just doing what I feel inspired to do, like you're saying. And then it has to be, I mean, it's, it's God, it's the Holy Ghost that like takes our words into their hearts, right? It's not, that's not our, that's not our thing. So I think there's a lot of freedom in this and it's liberating to realize that it's not my job. Woo. It's not my job. (laughs) And I just want to say how much I love Lisa. She's a super inspiring person. Yes. Yes, she is. She's easily one of my favorites. And now a small break, a word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash Entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. So here you are. You are inspiring others. You're sharing your traditions, which I love. I've been, benefited from seeing your tra- you share your traditions online. And you're helping other moms. And you're also cheering other people on. So how are you balancing being a mom and being like a mom on Instagram? You know, you're sharing like your traditions, like personal things. How do you balance that? Well, that's another good question, Michelle. Um, <laughs> I should interview I think, people. I, think I, um, I don't think it's that hard for me because I think I tend to live my life a little bit. Of it. I'm a bit of an open book. I'm a really open person. So I, I feel comfortable sharing. But I think the biggest thing for me has just been learning how to balance my time because, as you know, the freaking algorithm on Instagram has made it just a really unfun game to play now. And for for anyone who's not on social, who doesn't have a social media account, it's probably hard to understand. But like basically the way that the Instagram has worked things, it's made it so that you can only post at certain times of day if you actually want people to see the messages that you're putting out. And that usually is like nine o'clock at night, which is the time of night when I don't, I want to unplug from my phone and I want to be with my husband and I want to be unwinding from the day or I want to read a good book or be in my scriptures. And so I think that's been the biggest issue for me is just learning how to manage my time and all of it. And sometimes I'm doing better than others. I feel like a lot, and something that you said was that you share what you feel like you should share, which to me kind of implies that you're receiving inspiration and that you're relying really heavily on the Lord. And so tell me about that. Like, is there a process to where you feel like you're, um, get, like that you get closer to God or that you are able to receive revelation? Tell me, tell us about that. Mm. You know, it's, it's like, I don't know why I feel insecure talking about this. It, like, I I almost get, like, imposter syndrome. Dan, Dan always says I get imposter syndrome. And he says I shouldn't have it. But I think, I think I know, I know exactly what I need to do to be really in tune with the Spirit. And 
And I know it's like a formula that works magically for me. And it's kind of crazy how hard it is to just consistently stay in those patterns that give me that source of power and inspiration that I crave and want in my life and how strange it is that that it's just not as con- that I'm not as consistent as I should be but there's really well there's more than three things but in a nutshell three things one and and this is probably going to sound weird but one I need I need enough sleep like I'm not a functional person without enough sleep. I can't hear God's voice when I'm, I like literally feel like a two year old tantruming on the floor when I don't get enough sleep. I'm like a non-functional person. So I need to get enough sleep. Um, two, I need to, I need to wake up early. Like, and when I'm, when I'm in a place where I'm consistently doing that, like the power that comes from being in my scriptures early in the morning, even though it's just, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, it's like crazy how powerful that is. But again, like, it's so funny because I know how to harness that power, but I'm not always consistent at it. And then third, I need – also, it probably sounds weird, but I need exercise and I need to be in nature. Like, Because in order for me to have that connection to God and to be in tune with that, I need to be taking care of like my whole being. And I think I have like a sensitive – <laughs> physical system or something where the exercise and the and the sleep are really important to my mental health and my mental health needs to be in a good place for me to feel in tune with the spirit if that makes any sense um yes that makes complete sense and there's so many things i really want to talk about here because one of the great things that you have already done is recognized what you need and although it's not always perfect right like you you don't always get the 20 minutes of uninterrupted scripture study and all that, but you know what you need. And I think that that's a process because like there are certain things that, that would work better for me than they would for you and vice versa. And so I think just saying, okay, so scripture study and prayer is going to work for everyone and sleep is always good, but maybe I don't need to be like in nature as much as you do or whatever. And, but I think it's good to just kind of recognize that and be okay with what I need is different than what you need because that's important. And I also think the other thing is to know the ideal and to shoot for it. Like, so let's be real and very honest to our listeners about this podcast recording because Jamie and I jumped on on Monday and tried to record this and I don't know, it just didn't feel right. So we came back and are re-recording this interview. Well, let me I like beg Michelle. I was like, Michelle, no. <laughs> it was not good. And that's not true. I think, anyway, this feels a lot better. So we're going with this one. But we were talking about this in that interview. And I was like, yes, when I get up in the morning and I read my scriptures before my kids get up, my day is way better. There is a literal power. Like I feel the literal power in my life. So yesterday I did it. I felt the power and then I stayed up too late last night, you know, cause I was working on a project. My husband wasn't home. And so I was like, I'm just going to stay up and get this done. And then I couldn't get up this morning to do my yeah. stuff. And, and so I think it's okay that we're not doing it perfectly. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for not seeking perfection. Oh, good. <laughs> Label myself as the non-perfectionist here. Ah, well, good, because I'm not hitting it, but I think it's okay. And one of the things I really strongly believe is that everything counts. Like, I know that it is much more powerful for me to get up in the morning and read my scriptures, but sometimes, 
I will have to wait till the end of the day to read my scriptures. And I just have to function with like a conference talk when I'm getting ready. And that's okay. It's not ideal. But like, especially when we have kids that were getting out the door, it's busy. It's busy in yeah. the morning. So, yeah, it is. so it's okay. Yeah. And this is, this is something else that we had talked about earlier too. I don't know if it fits in here or not, but I think one thing that I've found to be a pattern in my life and specifically surrounding like the work I'm trying to do online, if you want to call it that, but I've, I've found it's really interesting that I'm, there's like a predictable pattern that's almost happened, um, in the last year or two of, I will come to a point and I share this because this doesn't just apply to like social media or anything. I think it applies to any time you're trying to do good in your life to you know, be on the Lord's errand and to be influenced by the spirit. I think this pattern can happen. Um, every time I, I, I'll, I'll come to a point where I'm like feeling a lot of darkness around what I'm trying to do. And I like really just kind of feel like I want to quit and I'm kind of feeling like, why, why do I think I should share, you know, anything like why, like, why should I put myself out there or why do I think I'm even doing good or why, you know, what's my worth in all of this? And I kind of do start feeling these feelings of worthlessness and I kind of go down this downward spiral. Invariably that happens right before something really good is about to happen. And because it's happened now, like there's been a pattern at least four or five times where I'll see this pattern. It's giving, it's, it's been such a learning moment for me to see like, okay, when I start feeling really low, I've got to just hang on because if I can get through this hard thing, then on the other side of that, there's, there's an amazing opportunity for myself or to bless someone else. And it's just happened so repeatedly that I like have really developed a testimony of this, of this principle. Well, do you know this is exactly what we talk about with when we talk about the quest and that's what we're doing on our Thursday episodes. We act like what you're describing is exactly what we talk about how, you know, we we are called on this quest like you were, you know, you felt the nudges to start. You had this mentor book come in and then you're, you know, you're going forward and you're having these opportunities to grow and every time Satan comes in and he attacks us and it's almost always like personally in our minds, attacking us and telling us that we're not enough always. And then it is right before we get divine help and we have these opportunities. And so I love that you're sharing that. And I did not plant that. She actually, (laughs) (laughs) I better go listen to your quests. Oh my goodness. Jamie, you're going to die. It's they're so good. So, because this is exactly what it is though. Like it's just this pattern you recognized in yourself. It is true. I mean, even I mean, what happens to Moses? You know, Satan comes and said, thou son of man, you know, and, and then that happens to Christ in when he's fasting for days, you know, before he's about to do his ministry, Satan comes in and he questions who he is. So this isn't, this is a real thing. So I love that you shared that and because it can be so hard. And I think, I think through all of this, like trying to be, because I just love that you're here because you're really your motivation. And, and it's even the people, everyone who's we've interviewed, their motivation is really just to uh, be the influence that God wants them to be. It doesn't matter if you're making a million dollars. It doesn't matter if you're 
in the PTA. It doesn't matter if you're just like growing your influence online and getting your foot back in the back in the water, you know, after being away from your career. Like it doesn't matter what you your influence is going to be. We just have to realize that God can use whatever influence we have to build his kingdom. And that's so, where there's power, right? 100% agree with that. And I think about that in in motherhood like I just think when when I share online I'm like this is the areas where I thrive as a mom and I'm always like what are your special gifts and talents for you to customize your own brand of motherhood that's like works for you that's so good and I think as moms it's so funny because we just compare our gifts and talents to each other so much and it and it brings up so many feelings of inadequacy and I think motherhood is kind of a funny thing because you know as as is we know, obviously, there's not a lot of outside praise, right? And so we're we're like constantly kind of looking around trying to see how we measure up and if we're doing a good job or not. And that's one thing that I just want other women to realize. Like if you are amazing at like having lazy mornings and cuddling on the couch with your kids, I think that is such a good quality to mom because I'm not that way. I'm like, let's get up, let's get moving, let's get out the door. Like I'm I'm a bad <laughs> I'm a, I'm a bad, low-key, easygoing mom. I'm good at being out and about, you know? Like, I admire the moms that are so good at just, like, going to the library, their weekly library dates and checking out books and returning them to the library on time, <laughs> which is absolutely out of my wheelhouse, not something I'm capable of. So I just think you're, you're totally right, and I know I kind of took this in a d- different direction, but I think we all have gifts and talents and abilities and we need to talk to God and help him let him show us how we can use those talents to bless our families and to bless our communities. And we need to stop comparing ourselves to other people and stop having this negative, just to push out the negative voices in our heads because they do not serve us in any way. Yeah. I love the idea of, of really hone because I talk about branding, you know, all the time in business and stuff, but I love the idea of what is your brand of motherhood because it's exactly right. Like you have these moms who return their books on time and they are the <laughs> ones that and I'm the one that's like you just as well buy the book because I'm gonna oh, be paying I'm for like, it. <laughs> totally. I'm like, you know what? I've had enough seventy dollar li- library yeah. fees to just be like, you know, the library and I we are not simpatico anymore. <laughs> And my aunt is a librarian, and if she ever heard this, she would probably like disown me or just. I mean, there was were <laughs> things probably that would that would be more shocking and appalling than that. So sorry, Aunt Marie, if you're listening to this. It's okay. I buy the book. I am the one that is funding a lot of authors because <laughs> I just as well buy it up front. But yeah. I, but it doesn't. That doesn't matter. Like I just love this idea because I think of like our moms and. My mom was awesome at doing birthdays. And do you know what she had? She had like one birthday book. That's it. You know, and now we have like, and so no one else was doing any sort of theme in our neighborhood, you know, and so she was killing it. She was, and she did. It was awesome. But like now we have, we have every Pinterest, you know, we have every opportunity to do. And so now we have so many opportunities to compare and all of that. And really it comes down to like, what is your brand of motherhood? I love it. Mm-hmm. Write a book. Well, and on that and on that topic, I shared about this a while ago. I it's taken me a while to get to this point and realize this, but like 
you know, people always say like, how do you, how do you juggle it all as a mom or whatever? And it's funny because I've, I've thought so much about how like I can be whichever kind of mom I want to be. Like I can be really fit. Um, I can be really clean and organized. I can be an amazing cook. I can be a really fun mom, but I just can't be all those versions of a mom at one time. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Not for me. And I know there's like those super human people out there who seem to have it all together. But for me, I can't be all those at one time. Like I can be a fun mom for a few weeks. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, my house is like a mess. I can't live in this pigsty anymore. And then I'll like transition into organized mom and clean mom for a while. And then like on a really good fitness kick. And then, you know, and it just kind of like rotates through. And so it's like, it's fine. It's, I think when we can realize, like, that's fine if we just kind of hop around. And, like, isn't there almost balance in, like, yes, <laughs> take a month yes. at a time of being a version and depending on the season, you know? And so that's, that's, like, what my version of balance is right now. Right. Like, if you took a whole year of you, you'd be really balanced, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the reality, though, Michelle. Like, someone can look at me on social media and, th- and see all those parts of me. And think that they're coexisting at the same time. And that's where right. social media can throw you off. Because they all exist. They're all authentic, real parts of me. Yeah. They're just not coexisting <laughs> at the same time. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. And I um, I really hope this gives hope to um, women listening. Because I want them to realize that, like, maybe you d- you're not ready to be, like, start a huge business. But you want to create a platform that you can get your foot in the door so that when your time is right, that God can take it and and do what he wants with it. So I love this theme, and I love the theme of your own brand of motherhood and just really figuring out what works for you because, honestly, like a lot of times our kids determine what kind of mom we are right then because we're just kind of reacting to like their life stages and all of that. So yeah. we just have to we gotta chill out. That's what I tell my kids, just chill out. You gotta, you gotta pull yourself Agreed. together. Agreed. <laughs> so, for my last question, I always ask. I want to know, like, in this influence that you're building, where have you seen God's hand? Is there a specific story or a situation that you could share? I think this is like three part. One, I've totally seen God's hand when there is a message that's like burning inside of me that I feel like I need to share. Like, I have to share this message. And then when I get DMs being like, you have no idea that this is what I needed to hear right now. And again, that's not to, that's not to say anything about me or my message. It has everything to say about what God is impressing upon my heart. Right. And, um, I feel a lot of responsibility to like be a vehicle for that message. And sometimes I'm better than others. But when I can see that direct that direct prompting and that fairly immediate response from someone who needed to hear that message, I can really, really strongly feel his hand at that time. Secondly, um, I've seen his hand in some of the opportunities I've had and in some of the amazing, rich and deep friendships that I've been able to make online. And I know it's funny because it seems like that can't happen, but it absolutely has happened. And friendships with women who have become mentors to me. I mean, you, Michelle, Lizzie Jensen has like really been a mentor to me and, and being able to learn from other people. And that's been like, 
just very incredible to me. And I couldn't have had it any other way. You know, I had to follow, follow these promptings to start this thing and to be led to people that would bless my life in ways that I just had no idea, you know? And thirdly, just some other opportunities that have come up that like the service one with that, with that website I was telling you about, it's called lifter by the way. It's not, it's going to be launching in the next little bit. That was a pretty cool and unique situation meeting the people that are doing that. We, we actually met at, we met, I met these people because we are both mentoring the same Syrian refugee family. And we met actually doing service and it's transitioned into this other really cool opportunity that again has only happened because I got back into the field and started being on camera again and had this Instagram account that was basically like, I didn't realize it was like a resume. Um, but in some ways it was like a resume that someone else was looking at saying, Oh, that person fits with, with our brand and this cause that we want to promote. And so again, that's just one more example of being like, Whoa, like heavenly father, (laughs) I didn't know that I could be directed in these different paths. I just, and I still don't, I have no idea where things will lead and for better or worse, you know, but, um, I definitely, I feel the power of those moments when I, I can see his hand and I'm grateful for them because as we talked about, there's a lot of dark moments in between where I've, you know, there's mists of darkness and it feels confusing sometimes, but then I have that, that burst of light where I see it and it, and it makes sense. Ah, I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for re-recording this podcast. This is it. This is the message that we were supposed to share. And I think that that's important to note that sometimes you record something and you're like, that's not right. And I think that, you know, and it's okay. It's okay to re-record when you have a good friend like Jamie who will hang out. I think it's just my excuse (laughs) to hang out with you for longer. (laughs) But thank you so much for joining us. And um, thanks, you guys, for listening. Go find Jamie at Wander underscore and underscore scout go find her she is the best you will not regret it and make sure that you are tuning in to our thursday podcast where we are talking all about the quest and so we're taking what you know our interviewers are saying and and then applying them to you and seeing how you can you can start your own quest dang it you totally can so um thanks you guys for joining us and we'll catch you next week Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.